three. Didn't get there. Looked like Jamal Adams may have led the charge from his safety position. Two. The Athletics Can't Wait Jets podcast, your nonstop shop for all things Jets. Now here are your hosts, Tim McMaster and Connor Hughes. Listen safely. Can't wait. Connor Hughes filling in for Tim McMaster on a special edition of the Athletics Can't Wait Jets podcast. And it's a special edition episode because we have a special guest. We're joined by one of New York's newest offensive linemen, Greg Van Roten, who signed a three-year deal with the team on Saturday. Uh, He's someone the Jets have had their eyes on for quite some time, and now that deal, that contract, is finally done. Greg figures to be someone who slides in here as the team's starting offensive guard come week one. And Greg, we're we're obviously super grateful for you taking the time to talk here, man. I know it's been a crazy 48 hours for you, but I do want to start with, with this one. You made quite a few Jet fans awful happy with your tweet yesterday. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, Greg posted a photo of him with, as when he was a kid, all dressed up in Jets gear. He's got the helmet, the football jersey pants, the whole nine yards. Now, you either have some really incredible foresight or you were, in fact, born and raised a Jets fan. So <laughs> give me the uh, the story on that, man. Uh, I mean, you know, I grew up on Long Island. They used to have training camp at Hofstra University, and I would go there with my my dad, my brothers, and uh, you know, my dad was a Jets fan. Uh, my grandpa was a Jets fan. Uh, my dad had season tickets for a while when they played at, you know, at Shea Stadium. So it's like I grew up just being a fan of the Jets and going to their practices. And Autumn used to live, you know, on Long Island, so. They were just kind of part of the community, and uh, you know, it's just kind of how it all started. You uh, you have a favorite Jets moment from the last uh, the last few years or so, aside from signing with them? <laughs> uh, no, I would say favorite Jets moment. I just you know, when I was a kid, I like I loved Wayne Corbett just because um, you know what, how his career started out, what he embodied. I um, you know, I just whatever reason, as a young child, I was drawn to that, and I kind of I had a similar career path. Uh, almost just kind of, kind of fighting and scrapping to get where I had to go. Now, uh, now I was kind of just reading a little bit about your backstory. You're you're New York, born and raised, pretty much, right? Like you you've been in this area, so just kind of take me back to uh, to kind of where you grew up, that sort of thing. Sure. Yeah, I was born at a uh, Mercy Hospital, Rockville Center. I grew up in Baldwin and moved to Rockville Center when I was in middle school, and then I went to high school in Chaminade, uh, Mineola, and then. You know, college, I went to UPenn, I was in Philly, and then um, we'd come back here, stay at my parents' house and stuff, and then they moved in 2015, so um, I moved into an apartment in Brooklyn for a year, and then I've been in Long Beach the last, like, four or five years. Okay, cool. So now, uh, you, you mentioned you went to UPenn. I mean, that's no, uh, that's no, that's that's a pretty legitimate university you're going to. I mean, what was the, uh, what was the major, kind of, what, what was your goal of what you wanted to do if, if football didn't work out? So when I was coming out of high school, I was not very heavily recruited uh, yeah. just because I was a little undersized. Um, but you know, I went to a really good academic high school, and we had a really solid football team when I was there. So I was getting some interest from you know a lot of D three schools and some of the like Ivy League like one AA uh, colleges. And then just going through that process of recruiting and going to like the junior days and all that, Penn was very interested, and they gave me the best opportunity to. Play football at the highest level gotcha. uh, that I could and get the best education possible. So I ended up, um, they were the only school I applied to. And I went early decision, got in, and I went to the Wharton School and I studied uh, economics. Cool. 
What was that uh, that balancing like when you when you're going to an Ivy League school? I mean, that's again, like I said, that that's pretty legitimate. So, what was that balance like for you between trying to perform on the field, obviously, and, and making a name for yourself there, and, and hopefully trying to turn professionally, but then also making sure that the books were were in order as well. Yeah, so they do a good job when you first get there of like letting you know like this is very difficult academically, um, and they have a lot of resources for you. Um, between like tutors and we had like study hall that you had to go to like mandatory and then if you got above a certain GPA you could kind of test out of it to show like you can handle the workload um, without having to go sit in a room with a bunch of other people to do your homework um, but yeah it was it was difficult but the, I think the one positive of going to a quote-unquote smaller football school is that you have more free time like they don't dominate our spring we don't have to be there in the summer so, like, your work-life balance is, for a college kid is, is a lot different than it would be if I was at, like, a, a Miami or a USC or something okay. like that. Got you. So, now I guess kind of we'll, we'll get back to, to some of that stuff in a little bit, but but the Jets have kind of been a team that has been circling you uh, for, for quite a while. I mean, the rumors were back there about their interest dating back to, like, the NFL Combine when it's, you know, you kind of have to – sort of talk about it, but not really talk about it. Then they heated up during the legal tampering period. You finally got the deal done uh, yesterday on Saturday. So obviously, I, I don't know, how how involved do you get or how involved did you get this year in terms of free agency? Or is that something where you say, you know what, let my agent take care of it and just tell me when you get an offer and then I'll decide from there. I mean, how involved were you in the whole uh, process of free agency and stuff like that? Yes, that's a good question. It was, again, it's like my first time being an unrestricted free agent, so it's kind of new territory for me in my career. And you know, the whole season leading up to it, I knew like this is the last year of my deal, so I was really hoping that um, I can get something done with the Panthers and not have to hit free agency. But you know, just with how everything ended up there, with all the turnover and the new coaching staff and all that stuff, it just wasn't meant to be. And um, so I was like, all right. So I was kind of excited about testing the waters and being sought after and um you know then the whole like you know the combine illegal tampering and all that stuff starts happening and you hear what the actual interest is not just like what you know all the hearsay is so the jets were one of the first teams that we heard from and they were very interested and we just kind of went back and forth for a couple days and we were finally able to uh, just kind of agree to something you know yesterday and i was just very happy that it happened that way and you know i didn't want to drag it into free agency and you know like you know some bag it happened who knows i don't know but i'm just glad that we got it uh done when we did what uh what other teams were poking around you because i mean i I, from what i heard is there was a a decent amount of teams that were kind of interested in you so who was that that kind of list that was was poking there was a lot of teams that like wanted to be kept in the loop you know uh buffalo was one of those teams miami before they signed flowers yeah um you know, obviously Washington was interested because my entire coaching staff was there. Yeah. Um, you know, then you had like Seattle, but I think they were kind of trying to figure out what was going on with Clowney. Okay. And, um, you know, then like some teams would release a guard. So like Cincinnati was like, hey, what's going on? Or the Bears were kind of sniffing around. Um, but it's not like what I thought it was going to be where everyone's making you an offer and you have all these, you know, choices to pick from. It's kind of like everyone just like, well, let us know, you know, if something changes or keep us in the loop or, you know, I think you're a little bit out of our range. So stuff like that. So it's it's a lot of, no one wants to throw a number out. So that was kind of, uh, I didn't expect that part of it. Gotcha. But, but yeah, there was a good amount of teams just kind of seeing where I was at. And like, 
for me, it was, I think it was hard for them just because, you know, you're trying to figure out what your market is. It's like, oh, I'm a 30 year old journeyman guard, but like, I'm low, I'm a low mileage vet, you know, I don't have like a lot of wear and tear that you'd expect a 30 year old to have. But I also do have, you know, a good amount of experience. So I'm just like a, I've had an abnormal career trajectory. So if you want to like compare me to other guards that are 30, there's a lot of guys that make like a lot of money and have played a lot of Pro Bowls that are first round draft picks. So it's weird to be my age starting, but not have that like pedigree. Yeah, got you. So is what, I guess the last kind of question about this stuff is what, made you pick the Jets then? Like, aside from them being the most interested from the start and, and you know, obviously the money will, will work itself out, but what yeah. made you pick New York? Like, you know, what was it that you said, that's kind of a team I want to go to? Was it the, the openings on the offensive line where they're going to give you the opportunity to start? I mean, what was it? The first thing that's, I think, most important that, um, you know, a lot of people want to chase the money, and I understand that, but for me, I wanted to go somewhere where they wanted me, where I was valued. So... You know, it says a lot that they show that much interest early on, that they are one of the first teams that you hear from, and that they stick with us, you know, day in and day out to check in and see where we're at during this, throughout this whole process. So being valued um, is very important. And then um, the opportunity to compete for a starting job is always exciting. Yeah. And I would be kidding myself if the, you know, sentimental, emotional side of, like, this is my team growing up and I have a chance to go home play here, play in front of my friends and family, um, you know, towards the end of my career is like, like a dream come true, gotcha. you know? Um, and then again, like just from a, a team standpoint, they're exciting. Um, they're doing a lot of interesting things, a lot of good things. And I'm really excited to be a part of that culture and that like continuing to build that tradition. The, uh, the kid that they obviously are pretty excited about over there in, uh, in New York is, is, the quarterback Sam Darnold. Do you know anything about him? I mean, is it, did that play a role at all? That the fact that they kind of have a kid they believe is is up and coming franchise quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it always plays a role. You want to know who you're going to go work with, right? Yeah. So um, I was lucky enough to play with Ryan Khalil for a couple of years in Carolina, and he was with the Jets last year. So I've been picking his brain a lot about you know what the coaches are like and what Sam's like, and he just told me you're gonna love Sam, dude. Like he's a great guy. Um, you know, you don't hear any bad things about him. So that's definitely important, and I'm excited to meet him and, you know, get to work with him. Who was the first person you called once the deal was done? Uh, well, first my parents, and then yeah. my granny. Yeah. And then, you know, some of the buddies, and then, you know, I think word got out before I even was able to tell my mom, actually. <laughs> so I was like, I was on the phone with my agent. I was like, all right, I called my mom. Adam Shepard just tweeted something. <laughs> so, um, yeah, word travels fast because, you know, I, I live with uh, a couple other people in Long Beach and, like, you know, they're in the room next to me and they're finding out online that I signed the deal with the Jets. So it was, <laughs> it, was uh, it happened real fast. Gotcha. So, uh, the, I guess the, the thing that, that kind of stands out about you is that you've been, you're, you're listed as a guard, right? So this is kind of more particularly about, about you as a player. You're listed as a guard. Uh, that's certainly where you've had a decent amount of success the next two years. But from what I know about you, you're pretty versatile, which kind of goes in line with what the Jets have been looking for when they signed George Fant, when they signed Connor McGovern, guys that can kind of play multiple positions. So did that come up when you were talking with the Jets, is the fact that you know, you've had experience playing guard, you have experience playing center, and I believe there's some experience there at tackle as well. I don't think you have any starts there, but 
Something. No, I mean, if, if I'm playing tackle in an NFL game, something terrible happens. <laughs> so right. you know, I'm more of that. I'm in that inside three gotcha. center guard. So when I when I was in college, you know, I played left tackle. Okay, that's it. That's it. And then coming out when I was with Green Bay, you know, they transitioned me to center pretty much immediately. Um, and I really like when that happened at first. I was like, oh god, this is going to be a disaster. Yeah. Just moving from tackle to center is hard at any level. Yeah. Um, but it honestly helps you learn the offense because you need to make the calls, you need to start everything, and like, so it's really, you know, I kind of enjoyed that experience of like, all right, I need to be really tuned in not only to my job but to what the guys next to me are doing because sometimes if you're the tackle or you're the guard you got to wait for the center or the quarterback or somebody to make the call so you're kind of uh reactive where the center's a little bit more proactive so i have experience um with center and then you know that was kind of what i did my first couple of years um but then i got up to canada and you know i was going to start at right guard the center got hurt so i ended up starting like 10 games at center and then you know the next year like 13 games at right guard um then the NFL just got, I was, you know, one of those inside backups. And then finally got my chance at center in 2017. I played like 10 snaps against Miami on Monday Night Football. So that was like my first NFL regular season, you know, offensive line experience. And then um, 2018, just had the opportunity to compete for a starting spot and kind of held on to it at guard. And that's kind of where I've been since. So how would you then describe yourself as a player? Like for those that, that don't know too much about you, you were in Carolina, so the Jets don't really have too much overlapping time there. I mean, how would you describe yourself as a, as a player? Uh, I think the best way to describe myself would be like I'm a technician, so I pay a lot of attention to you know my where my feet have to be, where my hands have to be, and just where I need to put my body to make the block successful. Um, a lot of guys are super athletic. Like I'm relatively athletic I think um, you know I'm pretty strong but my best asset is obviously my intelligence and my ability to be consistent with my technique you uh, I saw the mic'd up clip from when you uh, you guys played the Jaguars you're a little bit of a talker too a little bit you know, <laughs> sometimes uh, you get excited yeah the emotions take over out there in the field um, but yeah so I wouldn't say I'm I'm not known as a talker. Got you. Okay, got you. So uh, I was talking about this with a, another guy that Jets signed in, uh, in Connor McGovern, and, and him, very much like yourself, is someone who knock wood is, is I don't know how superstitious you are, so I'm, I'm going to knock wood just in case I don't jinx you, but he's someone who's never penalized. It just it doesn't happen with him, and you're kind of in that same boat. I think you've had like one accepted penalty, penalty on you throughout your career or something crazy like that, so... So what kind of goes into that? Because a lot of offensive linemen you see are penalized all the time, and you're kind of like, you know, the the com- literally the complete opposite of that. I think there's just like I said, knowing um, the technique part of it, like where you want your hands to be and where you need your feet to be. If you get to those positions, if you're able to get to those positions, you are very not not as likely to get beat and put yourself in a bad position to get a penalty okay. called. And then it's just kind of knowing you know, when to let go. Got you. Got you. Uh, health-wise, the dislocated toe you had, you're, you're all good with that? That's completely healed up? Yeah, I'm uh, pretty much cleared at this point. I mean, it's kind of a bizarre off-season for everybody. So, yeah. um, kind of doing the best I can, not being allowed to go to a facility at this point, um, you know, as a free agent and then signing with a new team. Um, but, you know, thankfully, there are people around New York that are experienced with 
uh, rehab and stuff like that. Gotcha. So I've been staying on top of it, and I'm basically cleared at this point. So now I, I, I was looking over your career, man, and it, it's pretty pretty unique in terms of where you've gone since you graduated Penn. I mean, you, you're the last year you started, or you started 16 games in 2018, another last, another 11 last year before you got that injury. But before that is where pretty much everything before Carolina is where it's pretty wild. So I got to see if I can get this path straight. It's you graduated Penn, right? So you graduate Penn and then you're with you're, you signed with the Packers as an undrafted free agent and you're there for two years. Am I right? So what, what were those like kind of early years there? Like with the Even before that. Um, so, you know, I graduated Penn, and then yeah. we have the rookie mini camps. So I actually went to rookie mini camp with the Jets okay. first. Okay. And then the next weekend, I went to uh, San Diego. Okay. With the Chargers. Gotcha. And then you know, obviously, neither of those teams signed me. Um, so that whole summer, I was back at Chaminade, like helping out the football team, working out, just kind of staying ready because. Green Bay had said, you know, we're still interested. We're, we're getting in for a workout before training camp. Gotcha. So I flew, flew there the day before training camp, worked out my, by myself in front of head coach, GM, position coaches, pro personnel staff. And honestly, I didn't think I had a great workout. I was like, I think okay. I just blew my, my shot. But, you know, they said, hey, we like you. Uh, we don't have room right now in the 90-minute. We're going to see what happens tomorrow with physicals. Gotcha. So I just stayed in a hotel in Green Bay for the night, not really knowing what was going to happen. But uh, two guys showed their physicals the next day, and I had a spot on their uh, 90-man roster. I went to training camp and you know, earned a spot on the practice squad. Gotcha. And then like, week six or seven, um, I think Cedric Benson actually got hurt. Ah. And um, they activated There's me. Um, so I was, I was active that year, made the team next year as like, one of the backup centers. And then got hurt, I think, week four or five, whatever it was, against, or after we played Cincinnati. I think we played Cincinnati, had a bye, and then I got hurt in practice, and I went up on IR that season. Gotcha. And released me uh, off of I, like, in February. Okay. And, like, I signed with Seattle, like, the next day, so I went through OTAs and training camp with them. I got released after the third preseason game in Seattle. Gotcha. And that was 2014. You know, I had one workout with the Vikings, um... It was, it was ironic just because when I did the rookie camp with San Diego, North Turner was the head coach. And then when I worked out with the Vikings in 2014, North Turner was the offensive coordinator. Yep. And then um, when I ended up back eventually back in Carolina, he became the offensive coordinator in 2018. Gotcha. I was like, oh, God, this guy's going to cut me again. <laughs> but thankfully, I had been a little bit more entrenched at that point. Gotcha. But yeah, then in uh, 14. I uh, was nowhere that season. Yeah, this and, is where it gets interesting. Because then you end yeah. up in the CFL, right? Like, so you went. Yeah. So went into the what went into the decision for you to go to the CFL? Like, what was that that kind of call like for you? And what was the so, whole yeah, experience? Yeah. So as soon as I was like off of the Seahawks in the summer, um, I had a lot of interest from Canadian teams like reaching out to me to come play up there. And I was this wasn't something I was interested in. I wanted yeah. to like make sure you know I was available just in case something came. Uh, up here in the NFL, and then uh, season ended in the NFL, and then you know a lot of guys signed their future contracts, and I, I was not one of those people. And then there was like rumors that there was going to be, you know, a veteran combine. Okay. Um, so I was like, I need to get, like, I need to get to this. So I was, I think they selected like, you know, what it was like, a hundred guys, two hundred guys, whatever it was, to go participate at the veteran combine, and it was in. Uh, Tempe or Scottsdale, wherever the Cardinals practice facility is. And it was like alongside the owners and coaches uh, meeting. 
so it was like the first time they did it and it was the only time they did it um and i had like you know i had a good workout because you know I, I test pretty well at those kind of things and there was some interest from like the eagles um and they wanted to bring me to their rookie mini camp but like the union um blocked it actually because you know i wasn't technically a rookie i had two years of service and all that stuff so um you know, fast forward to 2018, I'm a player rep working for the union, so it's just kind of funny how that worked out. But, yeah, so that was like May of 2015, and uh, it looked like my NFL options had dried up, and I needed a way to get more film and some just a way to get back. So I was like, all right, we'll go play football somewhere to get some tape. Yeah. And I went up to Toronto for two years. So my first year was 16. Because I you signed a, like a one year contract with a team option on it. Yeah, gotcha. So I was kind of under the impression like, right, I'll go up there for a year, play well, and uh, see what happens afterwards. Gotcha. And it's just one of those things where I played really well, and uh, there was interest from some NFL teams, but they had uh, the Toronto option. I was like, hey, we can't, can't let you go. Yeah, like, yeah. You're too, you're too valuable. That frustrating for you? Was that frustrating at all? Yeah, at the time it was. Um, but I was like, you know what? It's, I got another year to gain more experience. And, um, you know, I just got to make the most of it. There's nothing I can do really to get out of this yeah. because the NFL, like, doesn't really touch guys that, you know, don't honor their contracts up in gotcha. Canada. It's not like you can just leave and not show up. Um, so went up there again for 2016. Um, again, I was, like, playing center and guard and stuff. And then we just had a situation arise where my head coach was like, I need you to play left tackle. And he's like, I know it's out of position for you, but, like, if we can get through the season, like I promise I'll do everything I can to help you like get to the NFL after this is all over. So like, all right. So I played like I think the last eight games at left tackle. Gotcha. And first time since college. And yeah. And you're playing professional football. You yeah. Know? So it's, it was it was a rough uh not rough, it was a stressful transition. Um, but played pretty well. And then season ended in two thousand sixteen, that like fall, winter I went and worked out with the Bears first and then with the Jets. Yep. Um, so I was like, you know, I met Rex Ryan in 2012. I got to meet the Bulls in 2016. So I was just cycling through all the coaches. Yeah. Um, you know, nothing came from those two workouts. And I was like a free agent again. Just kind of like, all right, so this isn't great. Um, and then my head coach in Toronto ended up taking the quarterback's coaching job in Jacksonville. Gotcha. And, okay. Um, this was like right before. Um, I think it was actually right. It was during Canadian free agency. So okay. I got a lot of offers from Canadian teams. You know, two, three year deals for like good money up there to play. And I wasn't hearing anything from NFL teams. So I called my coach and I was like, "What do you think?" He's like, "Man, it's been your dream to play in the NFL. Uh, I think you, you bet on yourself at this point. Because um, if you go up to Canada, it's pretty much going to be the end of any hopes you have." getting back yeah. to the NFL. But yeah, that's kind of where I was leaning anyway, so I, I agree. And then he ended up taking the job, got me a workout, you know, signed like a two-year deal, um, was there from February until right after the draft. So gotcha. we had like 20, 20 linemen on the roster after the draft, and I was last in, first out. Yep. Um, so that was unfortunate, but at least at this point in my career, I'm coming off of, you know, an NFL roster. Yeah. So... Um, that helped and um, I had made some um, you know YouTube highlight clips or whatever from Canadian film 
and I had a buddy that, you know, had a buddy in the Panthers organization. Yep. And he said, hey, you should check this guy out. He's pretty good. Like, I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't send you his film if I didn't think otherwise. Yeah, gotcha. He sent, you know, the film to his buddy. His buddy sent it to the scouting guys, and they looked at it. And it was uh, good enough to get invited for a workout uh, with the Panthers. So, like, now if that workout, if that workout didn't work, because, like you said, like, you'd now been trying. You'd come out of Canada, you have the workout with the, or you're signed by the Jags, but you're cut in May before kind of you get to, like, that kind of thing. Were you starting to think, like, you know what, if this one doesn't work, it's time to think about life after football? Or was it, you know, if this one doesn't work, I'm going back to the CFL kind of thing? Because a lot of guys, I mean, they, they play for a while in Canada, and they, they have really good careers. Yeah. Um, honestly, I'm not even sure what I would have done, because I was one of those guys, even coming out of college, my mom had said, you know, like, when I told my parents, like, hey, I think I want to pursue this NFL and, like, professional football. Um, but I don't know, like, obviously I went to Penn, all my friends are getting jobs in banking and yeah. like startups and doing all this, these like cool things and I'm like pursuing football so like maybe I should you know get my resume together just in case and my mom you know loved Oprah watched Oprah and all that stuff so she was like telling me about like when Will Smith was on there and he was saying how like if you have a plan B you're not gonna commit to plan A and I think you really need to just you know you're always gonna have your education to fall back on so focus on football while you can all right so I wasn't even thinking what could happen if these workouts didn't go well. So I was coming off the drugs, and then uh, I worked out with the Bills, and then that night I flew to Spartanburg, South Carolina, where the Panthers had training camp, and I worked out the next morning, and it was like me and three other guys, and I was like, this is this is it, because training camp starts tomorrow. Yeah. So like I need this to go well. And uh, it went well. They ended up signing me, and... Um, I found out later on that one of the guys that was at the workout had been on the team before and like, you know, they had planned on signing him going into it. They just wanted to make sure like he was in shape and we were there just kind of looking at the other three guys just in case something happened against down the road. Yeah. Um, you know, I had such a good workout that they said we got to take a look at this guy. So you owe your NFL career to Oprah then? If, I, yeah, if I'm yeah. hearing on this right. Yeah. Paul she- Will Smith. Yeah. my mom. <laughs> all three, all three of them getting a chunk of the yeah. uh, the signing bonus here from the Jets. It's going to Oprah, Will Smith, and your mom. Yeah. Sounds good. I don't think I don't think two of the three don't need it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, you get to Carolina, man. I mean, how much of a better player were you coming out of Canada and getting in there to Carolina compared to before you went in and, and got a chance to play there uh, there up north? I think that my abilities were always evolving so it wasn't like yeah. I was just the same guy that I was when I went to the Green Bay I was always getting better at playing football and you, know, you get better at football by playing football so having that experience in Canada helped but I think just throughout the whole process of getting cut trying out being on the street going to Canada and then finally getting on a team was just like I just knew how valuable and how fleeting these opportunities were. Yeah. So it was less that like, oh, I'm very talented at football, and more that I'm going to do all the things I need to do to stay on a team because I know that it can be over in a second. Gotcha. So like, you get, guys get drafted or they're undrafted and they're young and they come on a team and they think I'm going to play forever. I'm going to make millions of dollars, and that's just not the reality of the situation for a majority of people. So it's like. I know I had that perspective at that point. I was lucky enough to have another opportunity, um, 
and I just knew like I have to maximize this no matter you know how the, the chips are stacked against me no one's giving me a chance you know you have all those articles in the preseason like who is this guy um here are the starters obviously and then we'll figure out the rest yeah and it's like I don't know, I can't listen to any of that noise because this is it for me yeah and um you just kind of have to be stubborn and bet on yourself and believe in yourself and know that like you are good enough to succeed at this level and like it doesn't matter what other people say or think because they're not the ones that are making decisions what was it uh what was it like when you were kind of named the the full-time starter there in 2018 it, it took me a while to kind of process that because yeah. just because of how it unfolded um you know we came we didn't draft anyone i don't i don't believe in 2018 on the offensive line so it's like, all right so they're going to pick one of the guys that we have right now and we had a really deep uh, really experienced like older group of linemen and it was a really exciting room but it just like happened in training camp we had like three guys go down so there's they're shuffling people around and like the day before the first preseason game at buffalo my line coach called me and he's like hey um you know so-and-so tore his meniscus we need you to start tomorrow night uh this is a big opportunity for you like, I've seen guys take this, hold on to it, and never look back. And I just knew, like, all right, this, this is my moment. Uh, I knew I had at least a preseason to prove that I was ready to start um, yeah. in the NFL. So, you know, we played Buffalo, we played um, New England, and, like, can't remember the other two teams. But, um, yeah, I played well. And then going into week one, you know, the other guy was healthy, and I had played the whole preseason. And they never really explicitly said, hey, you're the starter. But we got to that Wednesday practice, and you know, I'm taking all the first-team reps. I'm like, all right, I think that I'm going to get to start this game. <laughs> so uh, that's when it kind of dawned on me. Was I like, you're a starter in the NFL right now? So uh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty surreal. The uh, now, obviously, like you said, you you had a two a pretty good two-year career there with with Carolina. You come here to New York. I mean, what is the, the last question for you, man? Is kind of what is this? portion of your career like are you viewing it as like you know you're you got the the you're 30 years old but it's the whole fact of you don't really have that many miles on your tires so are you viewing it as i'm still in my prime i've got three four five years left where i can play at a really high level or is this kind of the the twilight of your career i mean how do you how do you view this i think it's more i'm beginning my prime i gotcha. think um you know 2017 was my first year with carolina and i was like a backup and i got you know my uh, a little bit like it's kind of the same thing I was doing when I was in Green Bay all those years ago. And then 2018, I was a starter, and I played every snap, and I was really proud of that. And then, um, you know, last year, I was unquestioning, like, the starter. Um, had a good training camp, really good um, regular season, probably playing my best football to date. Like, I was constantly getting better, and that's what your goal should be, I believe, as a football player, is the your next game is your best game. Or like your last game is, you know, the, the game you're playing is the best game that you played in your career. That's just kind of how I've approached it. So yeah, I mean, I've only I have two years of experience in the NFL, but I have two years in Canada. So like, it's I, it's weirdly I have low mileage and experience somehow. Yeah. <laughs> how, how it all kind of worked out for me. Um, so you know, I, I feel like a 26 year old in NFL years, um, and hopefully I get, you know, like you said, I get to play four, five, six more years. Um, we'll just see. You know, it's it's a it's a crazy game and anything can happen. So, but yeah, if I'm healthy and I'm, I'm able, I would love to play for as long as I can. And I, for, for it to be with the Jets would be incredible. 
Greg, thank you so much for taking the time. And, and once again, congratulations on, on being with the Jets. Enjoy this podcast. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a positive review anywhere podcasts are available. For more Jets coverage, just head on over to theathletic.com backslash Jets.